These humans baffle me. I don't understand what they're all about. They're weird and don't seem smart. That's an understatement. They seem to be quite conflicted. Each person has two sides that fight each other. Happy one minute, sad the next. Oh yeah, you're right. They're so wacko. Moon Podcast Escalation! Everyone, my, my name, name is Chris Jordan Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 90s anime Sailor Moon and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. Um, you just, yeah, yeah, I don't believe you okay, anymore, Chris. Look, I promise you, <laughs> I promise you, I like Sailor Moon. I really do. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to think maybe I don't. <laughs> <laughs> do I ju- do I just like the first season and like half the second? Do I just like the ones I watched when I was a teen? No, because season three was good. Ish. Was it though? Yeah, you like all I do, of okay, those witches. I do like the witches five. I do like X Force, but X Force are jerks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, same as the original X Force. <laughs> they, they were extreme heroes for an extreme time, Jordan. But yeah, see, here's the problem. We are going to be talking about uh, episode 137 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Forest of Illusion, A Beautiful Fairy's Invitation. And it's, it's, bring back Tiger's Eye. Just, can we just bring back Tiger's Eye? Because this is the first uh, Fish's Eye episode where Fish's Eye gets to go out and cause some, some shenanigans. And to help us talk about that, we have invited... Uh, Emily Mayo is here. I hope I pronounced that right. I didn't ask yes. you before we started recording. Oh, it's okay. You totally did. Thank Yay. you. Emily, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. Uh, it is our pleasure. Uh, you were one of the people who got in touch when I put the call out for Super S Guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, way back in September of 2017. <laughs> uh, but you are also a professional audio designer for I games. Am. Which is yep. wow, pretty awesome. I like it a lot. It's a it's a fun gig. Uh, and you also mentioned that is cool. And this was very interesting uh, that when you were an audio engineering student for one of your finals, you replaced all the audio in a clip from Sailor Moon from the Crane Game episode from from the Crane Game Troll episode. Yes, that was that was a group project, and I I was very lucky in that i was partnered with someone who is also a huge sailor moon fan and yeah we had a lot of fun with that but in retrospect maybe because of all the lightning effects like we can't go out and record that maybe in retrospect we should have picked a monster whose uh attacks we could record i don't even know what that would be fire i that's dangerous uh dead scream that's that's audio Oh my god, yeah, that would, uh, to try to re-record Dead Scream would be, like, that's a project for for the future, I think. I mean, if you're just looking for a monster you can can make the sounds of, there's, like, again, there's, like, a camera monster. Oh, that's true, yeah, I could just, like, buy a camera and, uh, just... (laughs) 
bully the hell out of that. You can do steering. Steering is just a car. That's true. I've recorded cars. I could do that. There's so many options. If only I had thought of them back in in 2013 or whatever. I'm glad that our five years too late criticisms are going to help you out so much. No, it was a, it was a super fun clip to watch. I I love seeing when people not only get involved in like the fan side of things, but but use it for for purposes uh I, I purposes other than fan works are usually intended. I love seeing <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, but, um, I mean, I guess the easiest one oh, would have been scarf. True. <laughs> oh man, the sound of a scarf. Maybe not, not so showed much. Off your capabilities. But if I could only go back, <laughs> it would be such a worthy challenge. No. Probably not. It would not have been a worthy challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Beyond that, that sounds awesome. what is your history with Sailor Moon? Okay, so me and Sailor Moon, we go way back. So I, I actually did a little bit of research on this. So I, I remember the first episode of Sailor Moon that I ever saw. And I was four or five years old at the time. This was in the like early mid nineties when I don't even remember what channel Sailor Moon came on, but it was like at six in the morning, like six or seven in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was syndicated. Yeah, so yeah I was, was just like, like yeah. flipping channels. This like dumb shit little five-year-old and uh <laughs> and i i happened to flip the channel to sailor moon and it was like it was like a lightning bolt i had never ever seen anything like that before in my in my very short little five years and i i had never seen anime before and up to that point i was uh more familiar with like the typical uh western canon like i had seen a good amount of Disney movies and whatever was on Cartoon Network at the time. So like Looney Tunes, Scooby-Doo, stuff like that. But I recognized Sailor Moon for what it was because I had also watched Power Rangers. So I was kind of familiar with the, the Sentai language that they were clearly using. Mm -hmm. Like they all had uh, secret identities and they were color coded and fought extremely flamboyant monsters uh my first episode was the it was a nephrite episode it was the one where uh they all do the swimsuit modeling and <laughs> and there's the the camera guy with the red hair the, with the camera monster yeah yeah that one yeah. That's 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 really funny that that's the first monster i thought of that you could do sound for. i know that i i just made that connection oh geez I, I should have done that one. I would have been like, oh, yes, my very specific connection to this, <laughs> to this not so great episode. Um, <laughs> but it kind of it kind of snowballed from there. Like, you know how kids can get when they see a thing that they really like. It's it's actually kind of funny. My my parents, bless their hearts. They're not very nerdy. They're just kind of regular folks and they saw how into this thing that I was and they didn't understand it but they did their best <laughs> they really did so I had like 
I, I had like a Sailor Moon lunchboxes. Well, I had a Sailor Moon lunchbox. I had like a Sailor Moon pillowcase. They were like, we don't understand this thing, but we'll we'll get <laughs> you um, stuff related to this thing. So I, I, I just had all this like really random Sailor Moon merch. That's great. Growing up. Um, like I had the dolls. I, I had a Sailor Moon kite and... Because uh, they, I guess they made Sailor Moon kites. Did you know that? That was no. a thing. All right. And my brother lost it, and I got really mad at him. And that has been what a, was on it. It was it. It had all the scouts on it with like that sort of uh, bluish neon cityscape thing that they used on a ton of the Sailor Moon merch back in the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, he lost it, and now our relationship is forever broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, and I guess to kind of fast forward a little bit, now I have a Sailor Moon tattoo. Oh. So yeah, I kind of went ended up going all in on this because, uh, well, one of the reasons, well, there are all sorts of reasons that I got a Sailor Moon tattoo, but one of the reasons that I got a tattoo in the first place is because I am pretty needle phobic. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. When I was a kid, they'd see me like crying and having panic attacks and they were like, eh, you're a kid. You're supposed to hate this. But then it kept happening the older I got. And the older I got, the less cute it was. And eventually it was like, hey, you're due for a tetanus shot. And you're like 22. And I had a panic attack right there. Oh, Jesus. And yeah, no, it was sucky. So at some point, and, uh, and for those with phobias, I don't know that this is a thing that will help you. This is not a thing that will help everyone with a phobia. Uh, but at some point I was just like freaking sick of that. So, uh, I was like, let's just get a tattoo. Let's just nip this in the bud. And that worked? Well, yes and no. Yes. In that, uh, when I finally did get my tetanus shot, um, I did not have a panic attack. Nice. I was, I wasn't happy. (laughs) Well, who is? (laughs) But it also turns out that like, uh, tattoo needling and, and like doctor's office needling or like those are two different things. Oh yeah. But I mean, they I don't, don't just, they don't just put a tattoo in a syringe and <laughs> inject it and it just appears on your skin. I kind of wish that was the case though. That's the future. Oh my God. Yeah. That would be so much easier. Like, like now night tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait till we get gifts because it's going to happen. <laughs> oh my God. That would take so much extra ink though for all the frames. We'll be like, Popeye Popeye cartoons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's so. What is the tattoo of? Oh yes, it's of um, it's of Usagi's brooch from the third season. I have it on my shoulder, Um, and because this is tangentially related to um, magical girls in general, I also have an Utena tattoo on my other shoulder. I have the the rose crest, so I kind of went all in on the magical girl thing and i I actually got my third tattoo like a week ago so like now i'm just getting tattoos everywhere so you're you're well over at least that part of being afraid of needles well yeah i guess (laughs) still don't like him (laughs) (laughs) but you but you you bear them enough to get long-term art projects done on your skin so that's 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 a victory that's true yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel pretty good about it. I'm glad that I've done it. Cause, uh, that's, it's not a fun phobia to have. It's a really embarrassing one. Like if you're afraid of heights, like, yeah, heights could kill you. 
If you fall from high enough, you could die. Needles See, probably I, aren't going to kill me. I think being afraid of heights is the most rational fear. Like, because I get I get a little nervous on like balconies, and I don't I don't super care for elevators when I have to take like a long elevator ride. Hmm. But that, but again, that's because if you fall from a large height, it will you will die. Like there is there's no getting around that one. It's a very useful fear, I find. Yes, except right. You're totally right. A hundred percent reasonable. The 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 irrational part is everybody is safe and they're all fine. If if it affects you like you're up on a tall building and everybody else can like walk up to the banister and like look out at the world and you can't then that's like you're fine don't worry about it everybody you're not well, gonna I'm fall also, like, whenever whenever i like look over like a balcony i'm also constantly afraid that someone's just gonna just flip me over <laughs> from behind oh no well you have ninjas after you right so <laughs> well, well here's the problem with that jordan i have a little thing called generalized anxiety disorder there you go, so, there you go. yeah that'll do it yep it's super fun. Highly recommended. JK. <laughs> so, uh, so you have Usagi's brooch uh, tattooed mm-hmm. on you. Is Usagi your favorite scout? Okay, so... Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> that's not to know. Not well, to know is what that means. <laughs> well, I don't think that... It's a little complicated because, uh, like, usually my initial answer is, um, well, I really like Sailor Uranus, and I also really like Sailor Jupiter. But I also really relate to usagi Mm -hmm. not so much her like uh eternal god queen of the universe mode or any of that no i I feel i feel like i'm not quite there yet but also even even when usagi is being like competent i don't really relate to her Uh, (laughs) but like the whole like oh she really wants to take a nap or oh wow she's really hungry or like oh wow she sure is bad at this Eating, sleeping, like, and taking the easy way out. Yes, I feel like we've all been there, and um, and I think that's kind of what make what makes Usagi appealing is how like average to a fault she is. Like, oh, yeah. I I think the idea is supposed to be that if like, oh hey, if she can you know be super cool and save the world and find some measure of competency, then so can you. You know. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Wait, Chris, it's been yes. so long. Where did eating, sleeping, and taking the easy way out come from? Is that from the role-playing game or the show? That's from the no, manga. From the manga, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I love it. Okay, sorry. That I is could... that is a uh that is from the the current uh translation. That is a Naoko Takeuchi original. Nice. <laughs> eating, sleeping, and taking the easy way out. Love it. All right, so that's our first uh, question. Then it was this favorite scout. Uh, so, right. but your, so your actual favorite scout is Uranus or Jupiter? Yeah, just the tough ones. Two um, good scouts. Two good scouts. <laughs> They're very good. How tall are you? No, no. Are you tall? I am not. Okay, I'm five foot six. So well, you're almost as tall <laughs> as Jupiter. Technically, no. I'm I'm almost there. Yeah, that's that's I. I'm pretty sure that's is Jupiter five six or five seven. I thought she was. I five, thought seven. she was five six. Oh, I thought she was well, five seven. Mind, but, I'm wrong. I mean, we always say five seven, but I think we're trying to make her taller. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to inch her up a little bit at a time. We want to believe. We we the problem is we do we just accept that she's tall and in, in fact <laughs> anyway okay so then you're just the right height to like sailor Jupiter. Um, yep. <laughs> what are what are your thoughts? Speaking of Jupiter, of cookbook. 
I like cookbook a lot. I want to support cookbook and I want to protect cookbook. <laughs> but you want to see uh, it grow up strong. I do. Uh, but I do feel that uh, Firewood has more uh, support in the canon, but that shouldn't invalidate cookbook. I oh no, Firewood are... is 100% canonical. Like that's We don't even ask about that because oh, that's not okay. a well, debate. I, no, really, here's <laughs> the thing. I, I feel like we don't ask about it because we're not reading the manga. It sounds like the evidence for that is all in the manga. I feel like in the show, I haven't even gotten a hint of Firewood. When y'all eventually get to the uh, live action show, mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of Firewood discussion. Okay. I'll tell you that. Okay. So you have that to look forward to. And then what about Memo and Yusaki? Uh, okay, so when I was a kid, I was pretty on board, but now I'm an adult, and <laughs> <laughs> there are some issues here. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Memo's fine when he's being nice to Usagi, but unfortunately, like, such a big part of his character for uh, an upsettingly long amount of time in the show, both in uh, both in the first season and in R, is just like him being a jerk for reasons that are either not apparent or not even good. Also, he's yeah. like forty. Uh, no, he's like forty. He's yeah, like maybe nineteen or twenty. Maybe there is no way that dude is like younger than twenty one. <laughs> and have we ever seen him? And that's drink? An although issue. I don't know what the age of drinking is in. In Japan, anyway. I'm pretty sure it's 18. Oh, so there you go. I mean, he did go to that party <laughs> oh, where Usagi got drunk. No, 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 it's 20. It's 20. I was actually watching an anime recently where they were talking about the age where it was legal to drink, and I, I'm almost positive I remember it being 20. All right, then he's 20. He, go, he goes to drinking parties. <laughs> yeah, probably. Know. I mean, wearing fancy clothes and drinking champagne parties is what he goes to. Yeah, yeah, I which mean, I've never been to one. <laughs> I mean, if you're like drinking champagne, you might as well be wearing a black turtleneck. I mean, I feel like that's pretty. <laughs> and then, so the final question is uh, Chibi. She's fine. I'll, can I tell you something? In my notes for this episode, I wrote for the first time in a long time, Chibi sucks. Like, I feel like I've gone full circle again. <laughs> back, to, <laughs> back to being completely fed up with her, probably because of the Pegasus. The, the whole Pegasus yeah. thing. It just sucks. Yeah. yeah. At this, it's, the, it's the Pegasus that's doing it. <laughs> a, a thought that I've kind of had about Super S, and I I haven't... The last time I watched Super S all the way through was in college. So it's... Uh, and I'm 27 now, so it has been a hot minute since I've watched it. And uh, a thought that keeps occurring to me as I listen to y'all revisit it and as I revisit it myself is that Super S isn't about Sailor Moon. No. It's about Chibiusa, and yeah. and if you're not on board with Chibiusa, then this is going to be a rough season for you, no matter what. Here's the thing: yep. I'm on board with Chibiusa. Like after after S, where I think Chibiusa was honestly like one of the strongest characters. Like character wise, Chibiusa had like a real glow up. Oh, for sure. Like I'm not on board with anything else that's <laughs> happening i have such fond memories of watching super s and they are near and dear to my heart like like when i was a kid when it was on tsunami i would watch it after school and i was like wow there's so much going on here and now i'm an adult and i'm like oh wow there is a lot going on here <laughs> though uh, yeah 
Yeah. And so with that, I think maybe we should just go ahead and uh, get into this episode. Let's rip off the Band-Aid. There's so much to talk about. As previously mentioned, today we are watching episode 137 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Forest of Illusion, A Beautiful Fairy's Invitation. Jordan! Yeah! Did our friends at Cloverway think they could improve upon that title? They sure did. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to guess. But you got to give me a hint. Well, I'll tell you, it it shares one word. Fairy. Yes. So it has the word fairy. That one you can't really get around. The book is called Fairy in English. So, yes. So it has the word fairy in it. Um, it has to do with what she is, and it's not like a. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a good. It's not a real juicy rhyme, but it's a like a, a soft rhyme. Okay, so it's not like a fairy tale or or something. No, no it's it, it's a it's a it's a rhyming one. Except that I'll I'll just tell you flat out the rhyme is just with the e sound, not the re sound. Uh, who's the fairy one of all? No, that's no, I said rhyme. Did you, did you hear yeah, the part I, about I'm, the th- I'm free associating Jordan? Okay, you, you were. I felt like you were there. I felt like you were there. It's two words. Fairy is, is fairy the first or second word? Second word. Second word. Okay, and it's not. It, it doesn't rhyme the re sound, so it's not like scary fairy. No. Or okay, like uh I I don't know. I don't know. It the first word starts with a fuh sound. Fudge. Yep, you got it. Fudge fairy. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. Phony fairy. Phony fairy. Okay. Alright. Okay, so before we get into the content of this episode, yeah, we we hit, there's a discussion we need to have. Oh, okay this this part, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, Emily, you you requested this episode <laughs> because you thought, uh, hey, the first time Fish's Eye gets to go out and, and it's be Fish the Eye, yeah, Is it I, Fish Eye, yeah, it's and Fish Eye. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, oh yeah, Fish Eye's cool, like he's neat this will be chill and low-key and then um and and actually i kind of realized this more and more like leading up to when i was going to watch it like the more i thought about it the more i was like oh wait oh wait oh no uh yeah (laughs) fisheye has problems like i i think there are some folks out there who do find like fisheye empowering and i certainly don't want to take that away from them but like it's it's not great it is not great at all. No. Yeah, and and we had a we had a discussion uh before we started recording of what what pronouns we were going to end up using for fisheye and the show uh first of all, big ups to the Japanese language for having uh gender non-specific pronouns <laughs> because that makes things very handy. I think I think that the answer to me is in the version of the show we're watching Mm-hmm. It should be a we should be using a he pronoun. Yes. Um and that is because as we will see soon, Fisheye's friends don't even like understand 
about fisheye at all until this episode which is wild to me they just think of him as a guy yes bananas <laughs> full-on bananas um it, that being said sh- i will say she i'm guarantee you i will say she before the end of the episode because of the fact that when i was introduced to this character uh the character was a woman in the in the original dub yeah it was through yeah, they, they did the same thing with with fisheye as they did with zoocyte yeah yeah mm-hmm. kind of precisely to get around uh, conversations like the one we are having. <laughs> I feel like Zoicite, though, like, uh, there's a lot of comparisons to be made between Fisheye and Zoicite, but, like, Zoicite doesn't have, like, the Amazon trio has this sort of idea of folks who sexually assault people that they, yep. <laughs> that they are built on, that Zoicite simply doesn't have. Like, if Fisheye was just another, like, Jedi, if Fisheye was just going around being like, wow, humans are really into fairies these days, and, like, opens a a fairy statue shop, if that was just it, then, like, this, this conversation, like, wouldn't be nearly as complicated or, like, as potentially harrowing, like... I feel like so much of what makes Fisheye a problem are the same things that make the Amazon trio kind of a bit of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is a, we can't really go into this without acknowledging that there is like a long, long history uh, in, in entertainment and literature of casting, uh, you know, LGBT characters as, as deceivers and as predators. And that sucks. Yeah. That's not, a thing that I'm excited about, and it sucks, especially that this show, which is which one of the reasons that we love this show is because it's built on the idea of friendship and built on the idea of coming together and 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 rescuing people, and that this show felt the need or, or the impulse to engage in that trope, even, well, even though it's you know hold on a I, 22 I mean, year old episode is. Let me defend it a slight bit, uh, just a slight bit in oh, that. Okay. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm not going to defend it much, but only in that I don't know that what what Fisheye is doing is any worse than what Tiger's Eye was doing. And it's not as though they do have that scene with with the other with Tiger's Eye and Hawk's Eye where they're going like, oh, but but the fact that Fisheye is a man doesn't enter into the plot of the of the plan. The, The guy doesn't freak out at the end because he finds out Fisheye is a man. Yeah, and I will say that for this episode, like, as I was watching it, I was kind of, like, waiting for the, uh, I guess, the, like, aha moment, because um, I, I just assumed that it was going to happen because so far they had checked right. every other terrible box. And <laughs> <laughs> and I was very, I was very relieved that, um, that it didn't, uh, there are episodes coming up that go a slightly different way, and... Uh, oh, really? And, okay. Well, then I take back my defense. <laughs> Well, I I do I do agree with you that um what Fisheye is doing from a moral standpoint isn't any worse than what Tiger's Eye and Hawk's Eye do. Not not to suggest that what they do like isn't terrible because no, it, it is. is. Yeah. But um like morals aside, uh there's this like trope in media, there's this narrative idea of uh trans women being deceitful and mm-hmm. and regardless of how one interprets fisheye and i do think that there is clearly a case to be made that 
fisheye is is trans the show doesn't care and uh in fact the show kind of acts as if like uh, i i don't know how to describe it, it it's like it, it's like scratching at the surface of what gender identity can even mean and the only time they get even remotely close to being right about it is like sailor uranus in the manga but that's like a whole other thing <laughs> yeah it's it's always surprising that a show that is i mean like if you if you just look at the guests we have had on sailor business like a show that is very much uh embraced by uh you know, LGBTQ viewers and fans and has a big community around it has such a weird relationship with the concept yeah. of non cisgender, non heterosexual characters. Like just the idea of, you know, Usagi, like <laughs> Usagi yeah. for all of S being like, um, no, I'm pretty sure they're not in love. Uh, they're both girls. <laughs> like, come on guys. That's not how it works. Uh, and when it's in episodes like this, where it's obviously uh, not the best representation that has ever happened in anything, it becomes really uh, difficult to talk about that. We're going to have so, so much fun um, with stars. We're going <laughs> to, it's going to be so, are we? It's going to be I, so easy. <laughs> oh man. I, I haven't watched stars since college and like, I can almost guarantee that there's going to be some, yeah, there's some stuff in there. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna but be complicated I, chris get ready but for, I think, for this. <laughs> i'm pretty sure stars is better than super s though in like quality, I'm, I'm i remember sure. it being better yeah yeah it's just gonna be complicated to talk about that's all well i i think it'll be like it'll be complicated but i don't think it will be like so like like there's a lot of negativity with fisheye yeah um unfortunately and i and i think uh and I think whether things are positive or negative or maybe a bit less clear cut in, uh, in stars. But I, here's another thing I'll say before, just as we begin. All that aside, Fisheye, not the character who made me most angry this episode. Wait, really? I'm, nope. Very curious <laughs> to find out. Uh, yeah, I, I guess the, the short version of this conversation is that we're going to get into some gender stuff uh, involved in this episode, but we will be using the uh, he pronoun for fisheye because that is what the show uses. And that's kind of what we have to go by uh, until we are told otherwise. So I'm going to try. I'm going to really work <laughs> at it. I, I mean, like I, I would be like, I've got the manga on the shelf, obviously, but I have not yet read this far. And I know the manga is a recent translation, but I'm I'm assuming that this version is also like as, like even more recent than that. So I'm assuming that like if there is an update on pronouns in the manga, it would be reflected here. So I'm guessing it's just he across the board. I'm pretty yeah. I am I am like ninety nine percent sure that across the board, um, it's he. I actually did a little bit of research. I like looked at some uh, uh, musical stuff to see if there were like any differences at all and as far as i can tell there aren't all right so all that i guess said, the only the only difference is that in the musicals um fisheye is played by a woman but i think oh, it's so still meant to, oh is that yeah that's right i guess that's right tuxedo mask was one not not every time but uh often well, but wait is is everyone in the musicals played by a woman i actually thought Oh, you know what? It might it might depend on the production. Yeah, not in the one we saw. In the one we saw, which was the Dracula yeah. one, there were definitely men in it. But oh, okay. Yeah. 
I haven't actually watched one of those all the way through, but one day. They're very long. Yeah, I've heard this. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, uh, obviously, best tuxedo mask, Yamato Yugo. Oh, I, I, uh, every time I see that, that gif of her, like, throwing her cape and winking, uh, it's like I ascend to a new yes. to a new plane <laughs> very very briefly i see the next world and it's very very hot uh, so yes uh it's episode 137 it was oh boy here we go written by genki yoshimura uh the animation director was taichi nakamura the director was our boy Oh, he would. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. And I mean, I like I like Ikuhara most of the time. I I love his work on Utena so 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 much. But like, man, when he gets it wrong, he gets it wrong. I one one thing you can say about Ikuhara, uh, he he is willing to explore, even if he does it very badly <laughs> mm-hmm. most, if not all, of the time. And it originally aired on June 3rd, 1995. Wow. So we open in the unlikeliest of locations for a Sailor Moon episode, a bookstore. Well, especially with Usagi being the one in it. Yeah, it's it's, it's not an Ami spotlight. That's going to be next week. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming yeah, that Chibiusa just dragged her in. They have manga in bookstores. That's yeah, they true. do have manga. That's and true. that is exactly where like you can tell from the spines that is where Usagi is. She's in the manga section. But Chibi has found a book about fairies uh, with some beautiful fairy paintings that I cannot tell if they are meant to be photorealistic because it's Sailor Moon and everything kind of looks like that. Yeah. Chibi is so enamored with this book that it carries her through the title card and down to the street where... Uh, uh, well, she, has, she Chibi doesn't have enough money. And Usagi's like, you don't have enough money to buy that. And she's like, well, someone will buy it for me. And she goes, who? And then the answer is, of course, she forces Usagi to buy it for her. I'm assuming blackmail. I feel like that's the most like likely way that Chibiusa could have gotten her to do that. Uh I don't know. Like it's she's just she's her mom. I mean Jordan, you're, like <laughs> yeah. I really the one to break this to you. You are gonna have to buy stuff for your kid. Yeah, but I'm not gonna have to buy stuff for my kid when I'm a teenager. <laughs> I mean that's true. But <laughs> but if you sent your kid back from the future for job training <laughs> Uh, and uh, also making a friend. Ridiculous. Uh, th- okay, that's that's the other thing about Chibiusa in this season. Chibiusa and uh, Sailor Saturn, very interesting dynamic. Chibiusa and Pegasus, not into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not interested. From a certain point of view, it's interesting, but not a good one. Yeah. Uh, so Chibi's walking down the street. She's got her nose in the book. Uh, and she bumps into... A, Come a young man who, who rivals Memoru for bad fashion. Yes, well, that's also true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Describe his look. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, he's wearing, um, he's got these cool uh, Sonic the Hedgehog shoes yep. on. Yep. He's got these red and white Velcro high tops, bowling shoes. He's got those, he's got those cool jeans. He has a shirt that's like... <sighs> It's like a... Yeah, how do you describe this? Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like paneled, right? The front like it's, is one color, but the top sides and sleeves are a different color. Yeah, the shoulders, the arms, like it's it's like a pale yellow on the front. It's like a kind of tealish blue 
on the sleeves and the collar and the shoulders. Then it changes texture. It's also super long. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. That's right. At his waist, it becomes kind of a smock. Yes. And like, looks like it has pleats, and I don't know why. Uh, he's also wearing um, a white like t-shirt underneath it. Sure. He's got long hair in a ponytail. Like he's like got kind of reddish brown. Yeah. And then he has a red backwards baseball cap just perched on top of his head. Yeah, so you know that he's cool with the kids. But it, yeah. but it's it's not snug on his head. It no, it's, it's really just like placed on top. <laughs> yeah. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And because this show is is fucking again, as always, run on coincidences, they decided to go all in on the coincidence this episode. Oh, it's it's Kind of amazing. Like, like usually it's like, oh, the bad guys and the good guys coincidentally pick the same person. Okay, that's interesting. Well, in addition to that being the case, Shibuya walks headfirst into the author and artist of the book she is reading. Whose picture on the dust jacket is him in the outfit <laughs> he is wearing currently. <laughs> it's, it's not even, like, they didn't even do, like, a headshot. They did a full body picture of him in the outfit and the the weirdest thing is it's not like a like i could understand if this was just like oh just put the character model in there i'll just put like from the turnaround just put that in there uh, but no like it's a new piece of art of him like sitting and sketching like it's like his senior yearbook photo <laughs> in this outfit it's buck wild uh, it's it, uh, i mean again i feel like this is a new level of ridiculous coincidence am i wrong i don't know it's it's not not a new level of ridiculous coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they've gone this uh, this convenient before. I mean, they only have like twenty minutes to tell this fucking story that they really want to tell, <laughs> and why waste time with having to track down the author when you could just have Chibiusa bump into him, right? right. Yeah. Immediately why after not? buying his book, <laughs> why not? Why not? Sailor Moon, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so so she uh, figures out that he's the author, flips out. Then we jump ahead. This is also a weird story choice. We Then we jump ahead to that night. Uh, and then we're going to flash back again soon. So I don't, I don't really know why they do it this way, but okay. We jump ahead to that night and uh, Chibi's reading that book and then Pegasus texts like you up. <laughs> I actually, uh, I wrote a note. About the the sound effects <laughs> when he when he appears, uh, wait, wait, the fun wait, thing, wait. <laughs> the like the fun thing about um about Sailor Moon and like old '90s shows like this is just I don't know for sound effects they're like drawing influences from all over the place. Like for a lot of the slack the slapstick stuff, you also get like a lot of uh, xylophone, Looney Tunes, sort of Mickey Mousing stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but here you get like this, uh, like it, it's some sort of like bell thing. I, I'd have to listen to it again, but it's just it's so out there. Like I, I just really appreciate that Sailor Moon kind of leans into musical sound effects, and it leads into a real hard. And I, I think that might be the only time I talk about um, sound effects. No, you're welcome today. to. That's so. awesome. <laughs> Don't want to get super into it or else i'll just like never shut up but i i do appreciate a good musical sound effect i don't know if this one is the one i would use but i respect it um there wasn't a lot of uh so i, I watched the, the the old dub of this one there wasn't a lot super fascinating in it uh 
to talk about. But in the old dub, they have Pegasus show up and go, greetings, because, you know, that's the kind of, like, way they portray that kind of character but in the in the that's new, so creepy yeah but that well here's the thing though in the new translation they just have him go hi <laughs> <laughs> which i think is way weirder <laughs> and he's like what are you what are you doing and chibi's like yeah i'm just sitting here reading this book about fairies and he's like haha and then what <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't like pegasus is kind of what i'm getting at here he said he's always sending her horn pictures <laughs> Oh God! If it makes y'all feel any better, we do not know how old Pegasus is. That's true. So, sure. So who knows? Like the same age as her. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's okay, or maybe it isn't. Who can say? I don't know. Okay, but is that in like horse years or is that in moon yeah, years? Yeah. Are we counting her as nine hundred or? Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> So, uh, so Pegasus is looking at this book going, oh, dude, those are like dream flowers that only exist in dreams. Like, they're not real. Like, how did that happen? And he's, she's like, yeah, he, well, he said he saw him in dreams. How, how did that happen where someone, like, painted a picture they saw in their dreams? <laughs> That's super weird. <laughs> that could never happen. Fuck off, Pegasus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, so she goes. Well, uh, he says he, he says he sees him in dreams, and she and Pegasus is like, you know this guy, and she's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then we flash back to what happened after they bumped into each other, which is they went to the park together. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but like <laughs> this this grown ass man and this tiny little girl in a park together, they're not. I mean, are people just? I mean, I feel like from the outside looking in. This looks bad. Yes, this looks bad. Oh yeah. I mean, it might like look. I didn't even notice because it's the least sketchy thing that happens in this episode. <laughs> it's sad because you're right. <laughs> so they're hanging out on a piece of modern art. This uh, this this conversation they have is such bullshit. I don't <laughs> believe it for one second. He goes to her and says. Hey, so did you buy my book because of all the the plants? And she goes, "No, I bought your book called Fairy because of the fairies, you fucking idiot." And he goes, "I mean, yeah, oh, that's fair. No one has ever said that to me before. No really? one has when the publisher decided to call it Fairy, you didn't have a hint. No one has ever said they bought they liked my art for the fairies. Like I don't Every know who's in, before. I don't know who's in charge of that book's like marketing or design but it's sounding like they never talked to him about it at all <laughs> like he just like made the illustrations and he was like well i bet people will be really into the plants and then they, they get and they're like well no we gotta we gotta take the fairy angle but let's just not tell him <laughs> that's weird my, my draft was called cool dream plants <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous it's so ridiculous i just realized that this guy's kind of like the boy lisa frank sure <laughs> uh yeah that's accurate but hopefully well hopefully she's a bit smarter than him because this guy is a fucking idiot yes oh yeah he's as a box of hammers <laughs> <laughs> so she goes hey so have you ever seen fairies and he goes no but i'm sure they're real like they're yeah they're, <laughs> like they're probably real i dream about them a lot which means that they're real was it arthur conan doyle who like straight believed in fairies oh absolutely absolutely 
Yeah. And that's what, uh, honestly, that's one of the most impressive things about Arthur Conan Doyle to me uh, is that he was, he would write Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes would be like, that shit is a bunch of bullshit. What is real is real. And yet then he would go home and be like, but Sherlock is wrong. Fairies are fucking real. <laughs> yeah, the fairies are for real. <laughs> I do I do like that he had to like keep that out of the book, but you know that like they're gonna they're gonna find like a secret drawer or whatever, and there's gonna be one and it's gonna be like Sherlock Holmes and the adventure of how fairies are real. <laughs> just waiting just waiting for the proof to come in. Because you, you know about the what is the what is the famous fairy uh thing? Uh Cot Cot Cotling Cottingdon, Cottingdon, something like that. Something like it that. It was the yeah. girls with the pictures of the girls with the fairies, and people were like, "Yeah, that's a hundred percent real." There's no way they could have faked that. Like, this is a real <laughs> photo. Like, and there's a girl and there's a fairy. Like, that's f- that's proof. And eventually, the <laughs> yeah. girls were like, "Yeah, we we cut out pictures of fairies and we put them on fucking sticks and we took a picture of it." Yeah, it turns out <laughs> that these like eight year old girls figured out forced perspective before anyone else. <laughs> And Arthur Conan Doyle was like, "No, this is this is a shoot, brother. This is real." <laughs> I actually did not know this about Arthur Conan Doyle, and oh yeah, oh that is wonderful. I I want to the, read that Sherlock Holmes book. I would read the hell out of that. <laughs> and he the he's the one who place sometimes he, was it was it he, he was the one who was trying to convince uh, Houdini that that uh, psychics were real. Oh I my think. god! Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Why would you try to convince Houdini that? You picked the wrong person. Because, like, because look, Houdini, Houdini was the guy you would need to convince. He was the he was the big debunker. I mean, I guess if you could convince him, because and he when well, he always said he wanted to believe, right? He Houdini yeah. always said like I'm going in hoping that it's real, but I'm it's not going to be. Um, and the the famous incident was he brought like this uh, psychic to Houdini, and they said we're going to contact your mother, and with automatic writing, and she did automatic writing, and she put a, a cross at the top, and Houdini was like awesome we're jewish (laughs) (laughs) so that's not so real i don't think (laughs) uh so yeah this dude is he's like yes fairies are absolutely real i have never seen them uh but i have been putting them in my books that no one seems to like for the fairy art well they're shy that's why they don't show up he says um Uh so so then chibi goes so you you want to marry a fairy girl is what you're saying (laughs) Like she just goes straight in, just goes straight in with these deeply personal questions. She be so why? She immediately goes to yeah, if you like it so much, why don't you marry it? <laughs> but it's also like she's a child, first of all. Yeah, but it's all like not in a mean way, which is no, weird. no. She's like, oh, did I discover what you like? Yeah, and also very insightful because that turns out to be completely true. I've never thought about marrying a fairy girl a fairy i'm sorry lie. a fairy like girl let's be honest lie lie um, absolute but lie what would that even be what would even a fairy like person be and she because well i can tell you jordan oh please go for it uh a, a fairy like person would be a person who could be like friends with small animals and flowers <laughs> That is exactly what Chibi says. Which I feel like is not inaccurate. Yeah, sure. I, I, it's like, you're not wrong, but maybe you're not telling the whole story either. I don't know. I, well, in addition, it, it's it, what's funny about this conversation to me, too, is that both people in this conversation believe in fairies. 
so much that when they start talking about a fairy-like person, they they still don't get metaphoric. <laughs> They they might as well be like a fa- what would a fairy like girl be? Well, she'd have wings and she'd be small and she'd fly, right? I mean, because m- I think most people, if you said what would a fairy like person be, they'd be like, like I don't know, s- s- slim and angular and flighty, <laughs> you know, like a Lord of the Rings elf. <laughs> if they if they die, you can bring them back to life by clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, yeah, yeah, glitter, like everywhere. a lot of energy, right? Glitter. Uh, they like to wear fake wings. Um, I mean, I have plenty of friends who I could describe as fairy-like in that respect, or at least back when we were in college. I wouldn't be like someone who's friends with flowers. Because first of all, also, does she think Tuxedo Mask is a fairy? Exactly. Like, we've had plenty <laughs> of folks in Sailor Moon, like, enjoy the company of small animals and like plants. Usually both those <laughs> things at the same time. And they weren't shoved into this fairy box so oh like, wait hold on hold on uh, are we talking about alan and ann and fiore are fairies maybe oh geez <laughs> i mean they do have the ears they have pointy ears and they are friends with with plants well, i feel yeah. like what we know from like what happens towards the end of this episode if alan and ann and fiore or if rather if alan and ann are gonna go after babies I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure that disqualifies them like yeah, immediately. Maybe. maybe they're like a darker take. <laughs> they're the they're the grim dark reboot of fairies. They're the unseely fairies. They're the uh they're the uh white wolf games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Version. Uh, what is it called? Changeling the Dreaming. Oh, there you go. There you go. You you, you were able to bust out the name. I I played that game. I played Who it. are we going to play in Vampire the Masquerade? Was it going to be the Dark Kingdom? Uh, yeah, that, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It was the, it was the, it was the sisters. Oh, that's right. We we're going to play the witches five. Okay. No, 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 not the witches five. The sisters, the black moon sisters. Oh, that's right. That's actually who I met. The specter sisters. Sorry. Oh, okay. I got <laughs> just, confused. Uh, so anyway, from there we cut to the bar. Wait, 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 wait. No, yes. no, no, no. This is because then we flash back to forward well, well first of all he all of a sudden he pledges yes if there's a girl who's friends with flowers i will marry her oh just kidding <laughs> JK, JK, JK. then we go back to pegasus so pegasus can be like hmm you like a this guy eh? okay well <laughs> all right <It's> not impressed <laughs> the one time i think you can really give it to pegasus where he's like okay <laughs> <laughs> Then we go to the bar, yeah. To then the we go to the bar. In the bar. Uh, Tiger's Eye and Hawk's Eye are... They, they're, the, the, the creep shots have lost their luster. This is the most effed up scene we've had all season, I think. This scene right it's here. It's rough. For a lot of reasons, I would say, yeah. yes. Emily, you want to take us through it? Well, so I only wrote down one note for this scene, and that was... Uh, something that like me and my friends were kind of discussing when the scene came up was that they do not act as if women are people and um, and it's like it's like they cannot conceive of a woman having her own rich inner world and and then there's that line about the fruit and i didn't i didn't write it i hope one of y'all wrote it down to quote it because it is it's wild. Oh, are you talking about how fruit is sweetest right before it rots? I, man, I guess. <laughs> well, they go on yeah. about see because here's the thing: when this scene started, I'm thinking like a typical scene. It might have 
a fucked up line that I want to write down. But after the second one I wrote down and then I was like going to write down a third one, that's when I just wrote down, this is the most fucked up scene yet. Because first of all, you've got Hawkeye with his line of, an older woman who will let me have my way no matter how selfish the request. Oh God. Yeah. Is what he wants. Not Guy knows what he likes. And then Tiger's Eye responds, no, 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 no. The younger the woman, the better. And I was like, oh, Jesus. And that's when they get to the the fruit fruit, fruit being sweetest before it rots. Oh, God, why is this happening? It's, yeah, (laughs) it's a lot. I I mean, we've talked about it before, but I think we've we've gotten so used to having likable villains like, like that are likable in their evil. We are well and truly past that at this point. Like these these are not like like fun fun time bad guys in the way that the witches were or the specter Mm -hmm. sisters or or even the dark kingdom where they're not likable but we basically wrote fan fiction i'm gonna i'm gonna say something bad okay you wouldn't be the only one in this scene (laughs) i like i'm gonna put forward i don't think i mean obviously i don't think that was the intention i mean again i think and we've talked about this before i think things have changed i've i've well, I mean, I can't put myself back in the mind of 1995 because I was only 15 in 1995, and I know you guys were even younger. Mm-hmm. I bet you when this came out, they were going, yeah, yeah, these are just fun, like, guys who really like ladies, man. Uh, because, again, you look at old – I mean, I only say this based on you look at old sitcoms and stuff, and so much of old sitcoms get very uncomfortably aggressive and awful. Because people were just like, oh, back then you didn't think it was a big deal. I don't think you're completely off base, but I do think that it's worth mentioning that I think that what Ikuhara was trying to do with the Amazon trio is like actually very much on purpose. And I do think that he's trying to I I think he has stuff to say about sexual assault that he wants to explore through the Amazon trio. The issue is whether he has executed it well or not. And um, seeing how difficult a lot of this has been to watch and how unlikable that they are and how unfun these past few episodes have been, uh, seem, seems like he had to work on his execution a bit. Yeah, I don't... I honestly don't necessarily mind the conversation that Hawk's Eye and Tiger's Eye are having uh, in this scene. Because again... They are the bad guys. Yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be dicks. It's, you know. Yeah. And, and it's not like, I, I think this is the, like, this is the the scene that kind of goes, oh, hey, like, you know, uh, maybe maybe Nephrite wasn't so bad. I mean, he was, <laughs> but, but like. No, I mean, I, 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 I know, I agree that they're bad guys, but in the same way that, like, you know, season one, you've got bad guys who are, like, going, like, oh, they're, they're, they're sniping over, you know, their position in the army. And then in season two, it's like, oh, these bad guys are sniping over makeup and looks uh and that's oh that's so funny and then the next one it's like they're they're sniping over well again position in the organization they're they're sniping over you know seniority and and being awesome and then these ones are like yeah and these ones are (laughs) sniping over gross gross conquests and it's again i just i think i think we've just changed a lot as viewers 
I, I, I think there is there is merit to that discussion. Um, anyway, these guys are creeps. Um, so uh, they say a lot of creepy stuff. Uh, and then women, it turns uh, out, younger women don't have money. That's why they're not as good. Oh no, but they do have smooth but complexions. Older women smell better. Yes, what? That's that news part to me. was weird. I have no idea what's going on. So then Fisheye shows up. Yeah. Then Fisheye shows up, and it turns out that uh, mixed in with their creep shots. And this this part is also weird because we've talked about the we've talked about the trading cards before mm-hmm. that they have. Mm-hmm. They're all young women, yeah, except one. Yeah, like how did that get in there? Yeah, like how did that get in? It, like I think that's a legitimate question I, about the mechanics of this show. I mean, maybe maybe Fisheye just kind of has his own stock of creep shots that. And and maybe they've always been mixed in, or I I don't know. No, I don't know. I think I think that the, there just happened to be because because of how excited Fisheye is that there is a, a man one in there. I think this is an unusual occurrence uh, in the dub, in the old dub, I should say, uh, because they don't do any of the stuff that's about to happen that we'll get to. They have to kind of generate <laughs> a little bit of other dialogue, and what they talk about regarding the guy is uh i forget which of them i think hawk's eye goes oh yeah uh that guy i always kind of thought maybe he's the one who has pegasus but you know he's a guy and girls are more fun <laughs> wow way to suck at your job Hawkeye. yeah yeah <laughs> i mean well look to be entirely fair yes. to people to whom we should not be fair nope i i hate to say it tiger's eye is the one who's on the right track <laughs> turns out pegasus oh the younger the better oh Oh, god yeah (laughs) pegasus is hiding out in the beautiful dream of a very young girl i but even tiger's eye doesn't like he said that but he doesn't mean that right (laughs) like i don't think if he saw a picture of chibi in there i think he'd be like well no (laughs) i'm not seducing this little girl oh one hopes uh Okay. Okay. Not, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Oh, geez. please, please don't oh, tell me that there's oh, a future episode. Oh no, please. I, oh no. I will quit. <laughs> I will not say a word. I will okay, not say good. a word. All right. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Oh gosh. So anyway, Fisheye is very excited. Christmas at the prospect, and this is where we get the surprising thing we we alluded to earlier, which is that despite sitting on bar stools next to Fisheye, uh, low these many episodes, they have no idea what is going on in Fisheye's head because Fisheye is excited about how cute this guy is. And both of them are like, uh, but it's a guy. What do you mean? Cute? Like, and they, there's a line. I had my doubts about him. Yeah, I knew it. Which is ridiculous to me because like, I'm sorry, (laughs) but look at Hawkeye, look at Tiger's eye, look at their outfits, look at the way that they are designed. There is no heterosexual explanation for any of this. No, they're just sitting there going, hey, we wear tights and, and makeup and jewelry and stuff, but we are all man. We're, they're like they're like 80s uh, hairband guys. Yes. <laughs> like... Yeah, that's a really good comparison, actually. <laughs> and, and, and so then Fisheye is like, I wonder what kind of girl this guy likes. And they're like, what do you, what do you mean, girl? We're, we're all boys. Okay. <laughs> he was... Uh, I, I think it's Tiger's Eye goes, we're boys. And then Hawkeye goes, yeah, boys. <laughs> Which, again, not great, but I did find the like the phrasing of that to be very funny. <laughs> oh, pretty ridiculous. Uh, not not my not my fave of faves. 
so yeah, so it turns out that Fisheye is uh, going to launch his own seduction plan mm-hmm. on, uh, what is this guy's name? Uh, it's, uh, uh, Kita- Kitakura? Kimakura? No. Kitakura, Kita- 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 I think, yeah. let's see. Kita- I actually got Kita- the Kita- Mr. Kitakata uh, is what Mr. Kitakata. Yeah. Kitakata san. So he is off in uh, Maxwell Stanton Memorial Park. I feel like this might actually be a different park. What? Okay, so I was thinking about this too. Like they talk about it later, like they don't know where anything is. That's true. You're right. You're right. Because the, well, this park that they're in now, now, the reason I even went to Maxfield Stanton is because he actually died in a forest as well. And this is a forest. Like, they're not in a sparse park. They're in dense trees. And he's he's drawing flowers. Actually, he's sitting in, kneeling in front of a flower and drawing it, which I'm sitting there kind of going, I thought the whole deal was he draws flowers from his dreams. But all right, whatever. It's practice. Um, yeah, <laughs> sure. he wants to branch out. Yeah. You know, I've heard a lot about... Um... I've heard a lot about art teachers who don't like it when you draw things from your dreams. <laughs> that is true. Hey, by the way, did true. you see that someone sent us yes. uh, someone cosplaying as Chibi specifically from that scene with the beret and the mustache yes. and the glasses? Oh, no and, and with a recreation of the painting as well. Yes, it was pretty that was adorable. Amazing. That's so good. We also got a tweet from someone who, uh, let me see if I can bring it up, uh, from someone who said they had that same experience. Yeah. I mean, let me find it. Let me find it. But if if memory serves, I think the thing that they said was um, that uh, it was like a college professor, which I get when it's a like an older student who's not who's not fulfilling the assignment, but like a ch- like a five year old or a ten year old. Son of Blaine. I had an art teacher in college who hated me because still life is so boring. I too would embellish by pics of milk cans and flower pots with extra weird stuff. I remember her explaining my final grade of a C with a diatribe about how comic and pop art are trash. Oh my God. I mean, that, that is true. <laughs> comic and pop art are trash. <laughs> so that was, Son of Blaine actually had the teacher from Sailor Moon. Yeah. Again, I understand that way more when it's a college professor than when it's a teacher dealing with tiny baby children. That's true. This guy's drawing a flower and Cheapy shows up. And he's like, what the? Uh, uh. And he goes, she goes, yeah, yeah. You know, you told me you hang out in this forest. So I just walked around this forest until I found you. And he's like, you're a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very weird thing yeah. for anyone to do. Just be wandering around a forest alone. And she's like, I brought a kitten with me. So I'm not alone. Great. Cool, cool, cool. They have this conversation. He literally says, you shouldn't come alone to a dark yeah. forest, which nobody ever says in Sailor Moon, and should. That's that's a lesson that I think all of these people need to learn. <laughs> so then a bunch of birds fly loudly, and then he looks off into the dark forest and sees a prancing woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he goes, did you see that? And she's like, what, what? I think I saw a fairy. <laughs> great which is which is a a perfectly normal and understandable reaction to the site right like it's perfectly like you wouldn't go hey i think somebody's over there you would just go i am pretty sure i saw a a a a sheed (laughs) so he starts he starts booking like running full-on I kind of love this because he's like, he drops everything and he's like, gotta go. <laughs> Full speed ahead. Um, he, and he thinks to himself, what was that right now? Could it have been a fairy? And I wrote down, no, <laughs> it could not. 
<laughs> he this leads him to a lake. Uh, so presumably not time travel lake because he had no idea there was a lake came in here. No, this is this is a very this is a time travel po- time travel pond. Sorry, pond. Sorry, 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 sorry. This is a lake. This is a real lake. And it turns out that uh, the the ferry that he saw uh, is Christ Jesus no, uh, that's, walking upon the water. That is what it looks like. They do make it look that way. You see her for the first time way out in this lake, apparently walking on water. In a moment, we learn. No, it's just a very shallow lake. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would call it a lake so much as I would call it a very big puddle. A wide, wide <laughs> puddle. <laughs> so then we get our reveal shot. And of course, it turns out that it is not a fairy. It is fisheye. And I, the thing I kind of like about this is that literally all fisheye did was take his hair down and put on a dress. No. <laughs> like, that is the extent of the disguise. Is that, no, 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 that's just, not true. That's not true. No, it's just, I, I mean, I think he might have, like, I think he might have put on, like, lipstick, but, you know, fisheye usually, like, we've seen fisheye applying makeup before. Hair is totally different. It's just down. It's just not in the ponytail. Really? Yeah. I, th- I, I actually think it's very good. Okay. Because it does make it pretty easy to tell what's going on. Fish Eye still has the. I can I tell you that I actually hate Fish Eye's hair. Um, the the Why? St- really? yeah, the, the the one strand of hair that comes out in the middle of his forehead, down in front of his face, I think looks stupid. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, okay, fair. Fish Eye starts running his con, being like, mm, maybe I am like a fairy. <laughs> yeah, this is okay. Oh Jesus! And so he. Yeah, they're just so then they're just like sitting on the shore together, chatting. He's blushing, staring at her. Um, she, well, well, okay, but in this, uh, he thinks her. You're right. Okay, ah, this is complicated. I'm sorry. Again, we had a we had like a 20 minute discussion <laughs> yes. on the top of the show about it. Him, and he's looking at Fisheye, and Fisheye goes, "What do I got? Something on my face?" <laughs> and he goes. No, I was just wondering what you are. Yeah, that's not a that's not a nice thing to ask someone. Golly gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if anybody ever said that to me, I would be like, "What? Rude?" <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh at any rate, Fisheye says, "You know me better than anyone." Well, okay. Not actually sure that's yeah, no. true either. And that's when he introduces out loud saying, "I so you're a fairy? And Fisheye's like, oh, do I look like a fairy? Um, that wasn't an impression. That's just me being thinking it's ridiculous. Diana walks up to Fisheye and starts. Because yeah, Chibi and, and Diana, you remember Diana. You're just like creeping on them the whole time. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, wow. Just straight creeping. Uh, like, maybe. Well, I mean, maybe they shouldn't be left alone because Fisheye is, you know, dangerous. Um, but Chibi doesn't know that. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I I feel like maybe someone needs to teach Chibiusa about boundaries and about like don't creep on people who are like having romantic times. Yeah. Who do you think is going like which of her parents <laughs> do you think has a good enough concept of boundaries? Mamo. To to teach them. Oh that? my god. You don't think Mamo does? Yeah. No. No, no. I absolutely okay. don't think Mamo does. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Okay, so he's taking after her parents. So Diana just walks, just sidles on up, starts sniffing at Fisheye's foot. Fisheye freaks out, 
and runs away. And then uh, Diana's like, oh, before Diana, then we get what is kind of an infamous scene, uh, apparently. Cut to fisheye in the shower. Oh, yeah, the gratuitous shower scene. Did this make it into the this? Surely this did not make it into the Cloverway version. It did. What? No No way. It did. It was in it uncut because they have uh, they sudsed up Fisheye's chest as though Fisheye was a lady. And so Cloverway was like, I didn't notice that. You don't see anything. We're all good. (laughs) You do see Fisheye's butt, though, in both versions. Uh, I do like um, uh, Fisheye's line in the scene, which is if we conquer the world, the first thing I'm going to do is kill every last cat. Same. What? Fuck you, Chris. Wow. I'm allergic. Cats are good. Chris, Mm -hmm. Chris, you're a piece of shit. Chris, would you would you kill Luna? Are you saying that you would kill Luna? Would you not kill Artemis? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I mean, Artemis can go, but this isn't about him. Artemis about deserves like a wedgie or something. He, he I deserve. I'm just kidding. I don't want to kill every last cat. Okay. Calm down. You want to hug every last cat? I don't want to do that either. <laughs> Again, I am highly allergic. Just hairless cats, then. So Fisheye, in the shower, thinking about killing cats, makes it into the dub, uh, shockingly. Uh, and that Wait, no, 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 is no, no, no. when we... Is that where it ends? No, that's... that's Yeah, that is oh, when we right. get our act break. Right. Hey, Jordan. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? I'd be better... If more people went to patreon.com slash sailor business and uh, kicked us in a little money, can you tell them how they can do that? Well, of course, Chris. All they have to do is go to, go to patreon.com slash sailor business, and then they can click on things that say they could become a patron, and they can uh, donate to us a certain amount of money every month, as little as a dollar, as much as all of their money that they have. I mean, I don't recommend that last one, but you can. I I don't not recommend it. <laughs> so I will say that. I don't not recommend it. And uh, for that money, they would, first of all, help us continue to do all these shows that we do. And they will also help us build towards goals. But they'll also get bonus things like our thanks or audio clips. I know we have a, we have a, uh, a, a thing of cut cut bits uh, coming out pretty soon it might already be out by the time this comes up it's probably going to be out by the time people hear this but yeah we have uh, a new blooper reel up for everybody so all that outtake content that you crave is uh is going to be involved in that things that chris thinks are too boring or too sexual (laughs) (laughs) i mean look not usually my call it's usually jake's call but yes (laughs) i Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then uh, if you donate $15 or more per month, then you will be getting a new Sailor Moon pin, or rather Sailor Business or Xena Business theme pin very soon-ish. Well, very soon is probably generous. Uh, okay, we haven't the thing. been able to decide just yet. We haven't been able to decide. Also, I, I get emails all the time from people uh, who are new patrons or people who are listeners or people who want to get the pin making sure that they get the tennis ball Usagi pin, which, uh, you know, I, we, we still have the art. We could make more of those. And once we decide on a pin, once we, we have those in production, 
I will let everybody know on the show. We'll let everybody know on the Twitter account. So if you want the tennis ball Sailor Moon pin, you will have plenty of time to get it. I don't. I mean, we don't say anywhere that we were going to make a new pin every year. I don't think we just decided that here on the yeah, show because um, I think it's the right thing to do. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I do too. But uh, I think we're going to keep the tennis ball Sailor Moon pin around and probably just add to it. So uh, if you are a, a $15 backer, if you become a $15 backer, uh, then you know we, we will pick a month to start. And then you can just choose which pin you want. So we'll have the tennis ball Sailor Moon. I think, that, I think that'll give us a little more freedom to do a Xena business pin as well. Uh, but if you have like any suggestions, I still on that, to do acting. Sorry though. All right. Look, hey Jordan, we got we got seventy more episodes of this show, buddy. That's true. You're right. You're right. Then Next we got year. then we got uh, fifty of Pretty Guardian. <laughs> then we got a bunch of Crystal. That's true. All right. So point is, lots of great levels you can subscribe at. Uh, Patreon is pretty cool. I really like it. Yeah. We do not have any new patrons to thank this week. Uh, here on the show, but I do want to give a special thank you to everyone who has been a patron, uh, everyone who's stuck with us, uh, no matter how long or how recent. Uh, thank you all for supporting the show. It really does mean a lot to us, and it really does help us out. You don't put up my show notes anymore, do you? <laughs> okay, so maybe I need to do that. I, I keep sending them to you, but you don't seem to put them up. <laughs> I think, okay, look, I think They're I'm not just going to give good. you guys my Patreon password, just as long as you don't go and, like... Subscribe to everything? Oh, we're yeah, going to... my money. We're going to totally do that. Anyway, uh, no new patrons to thank, but thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're very happy that you uh, are our patrons. Do you want to do one Twitter question? Just one? Just one. All right. Um, ooh. Oh, wow. They just laid the hardest question right on us. Uh, hey, Boots wants to know... What one singular thing would you change to make this season more palatable? Oof. Um, Oof. <laughs> I mean, I would, I, I don't think that's a difficult question at no? all. I think that's very easy. I would uh, take the out plot. all. <laughs> no, I would take out the sexual assault imagery of strapping people down and sticking your head in their soul mirror. That's that's one that I think is an easy fix to get out of. Can there. I tell you something? I, I actually no. maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think the imagery would would be as alarming if not for the fact that they're talking about seducing women all the time before that. Uh, I mean, that's... I think if, if their focus was on stealing people's dreams and when they met women, they weren't like, hey, how's it going? They were like talking about like their aspirations, you know, or trying to like, you know, do something with their aspirations and dreams and then did Waiting that for them to hit peak energy. Yes. Yeah, so yes. I, I don't think it would be as creepy. Like we would just go, sure. There's a mirror. It's fine. It would not, it would not be as sexual. I, I think I actually agree with you there. Uh, like I was saying earlier, like if fish, eye was just like a Jedi who was just going around starting up small businesses like if yeah, all of the yeah. Amazon trio were just going around starting up small businesses, I, I feel like the imagery would not be nearly as upsetting. Yeah. Like imagine, so like imagine uh, the writer episode, right. And instead of trying to seduce the writer woman, he comes up and he's like, I've got a contract for you. I've got a new deal for you. And you know, I'm going to give you your dream 
you know, you might have to make her a little less successful before that, but you go, I'm going to give you your dream. And then it's like, oh my gosh, like that sort of thing. This fairy guy, they're going to, they're going to start a line of more fairy stuff after his stuff and they're going to hire him. And he's like, oh my God, that's my dream. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that. Then I think when the mirror came out, you wouldn't, we wouldn't already be thinking of what they were trying to do. You'd just be like, no, they're looking into their dreams. I, I mean, I don't disagree, but I do think the, the imagery is evocative on its own okay that i like if you can only change one thing i i would say take out the you know i uh, the so you'd still have tiger's eye coming up and going all over every woman if i can only change one thing (laughs) okay and you'd still have chibi falling in love with a horse and taking off her clothes in front of him there's no getting around okay there is getting around the taking off the clothes part we could just not have that but (laughs) I'm in every version of this. The horse is just. I think we just need to accept the horse. <laughs> accept the horse. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, that's that's Naoko. I can't get rid of that one. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's, all right. I mean, look, it's at the end of the day, uh, it's 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 her show. <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's her story. If she wants to have Pegasus in there, we we got to deal with Pegasus. All right. So. Chris says, uh, get rid of the mirror imagery. I say, get rid of the lecherousness. What do you, what do you say? Do you, you said you agreed with me? Um, well, yeah, I think I more or less agree with you. I think definitely keep the Amazon trio because there are fun things about them. Just take out the whole seduction part. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's, uh, that's a good little topic of discussion. That's very relevant to this episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's get back to it. So we're back at the shrine uh, where everybody is talking about how Kitakata is staying in the forest all the time, going on his forest dates. Why do they care? The Sailor yeah. Scouts have, except for Chibiusa, no one has met this guy. Why are they so concerned? Well, Chibi came up to them and said, I think maybe this guy met a fairy. <laughs> and they're probably like, wait, what? Uh, but Wait, that's right. weird. But you're right. It shouldn't make any sense. Oh, I, but I do want to. Diana Wait, first, is like, well, you know. Wait, hold on. I want to draw. Human. Hold on. I want to draw attention to the fact that he's staying in the forest and he looks like a totally different person. So just keep that in mind for when we see him next, okay? <laughs> he looks like a totally different person. He's a changed man. Does he look like a totally different person or does he act like a totally different person? <laughs> nope. Well, I guess looks we'll find like, out. Looks like a totally di- completely different man. Mm, okay (laughs) anyway as you were saying diana says now here's the thing it's been days right it must have it's been been. it's it has to have been by the context of what they're talking about it has to have been multiple days of this wait why are they just talking about it now though i i i don't know (laughs) jordan i think the the better question is why is it still happening One, two, three, stick your head in the mirror, check it out, kill the guy. Well, uh, because what? it turns out Fisheye is much better at this than the other two are. That is true. Fisheye is actually pretty good at this. Yeah, when I say this, I guess I mean seducing people, not the actual job, because you're right. The actual job is stick your head in the mirror. Like, let's get to that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a very long con. Mm-hmm. 
I would say unnecessarily long. I don't know why this can't just be like, like, cause we've manufactured a reason for it to take longer than one, I guess, session is what you would call it. <laughs> Have we? What is that? Well, because, cause fish, I ran off after oh, right, right, uh, right, Diana right. licked his yes, foot. Yes, yes. Right? I just don't know why it's gotta be like, yeah, he's been going to the forest every day. I mean, he already went to the forest every day. That's how you found him. <laughs> it's very unnecessary. It's, I don't, I don't so, get it. Diana get says it. he didn't smell human. And so yeah. you saw he's like, oh, well, well, no, Diana says she didn't smell human because again, they think it's a. Actually, yes. actually what, well, I feel like it's really worth mentioning. Um, and this is a little bit of an unfortunate coincidence. This whole episode is like a perfect storm of weird queer stuff. And Diana says that that fish eye smells like a fish. Yes. And it turns out, and I didn't know this at all, but I was I was watching this episode with some people, and one of them told me that it, <laughs> fishy is actually a drag term. That's come up on Xena business before. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. maybe y'all are more familiar with it than me then. Oh, no, don't worry. I'm not. Okay. It came up, Chris, it came up on Sailor Business before. That is a classic Did Allison it? stock line that you demanded get cut out of the episode and was in our first blooper reel. Oh, my God. Look, I don't I don't edit Xenobiz. I can't take anything out on that show. Well, my my understanding is that uh, just for the viewers who don't know what it means, uh, fishy is a term that is used for... Uh, Drag queens who apparently can pass for cis women, but it's a very problematic term uh, with a lot of misogynistic baggage. I do not know that much about it beyond that, but I just thought, just like, wow, what a perfect storm of, like, what are the odds? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ikuhara. <laughs> oh, buddy. It's pretty ridiculous. Because there's no way it's intentional. I mean... I don't oh. think so. I really don't think so, yeah. I really don't think it is. I, like, okay, like... It, I think the genuine question, question to this episode... No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> this is where it starts. <laughs> I, the genuine question that I have is, like, does... It, it Like, I think this is very obviously supposed to be like, oh, yeah, because it's, it's fish eye. Right. Does that mean that like hawk's eye smells like a bird and tiger's eye smells like a tiger? Well, this goes to like is it is it like not a not an odor thing but a scent thing that like you well, know? Well, here's the thing, Chris. This goes to again the the manga versus the show, and I think I'd, maybe we'll learn this later in the show. But I spoiler if it, if so, the intention is that fish eye is a fish who has turned into a person. Okay, and and the same for the others. Okay, so that actually makes more sense. Yeah. Because, like I said, I don't think it's an, like, I think it's like a scent thing. Like, like an animal, like animals recognizing each other by scent thing. Because Diana, as, like, I don't think we've explained it. Diana's a cat. <laughs> like, just for, just for all the new, all the new people, Diana's a cat. Yeah, so the cat smelled the fish, and the fish was like, I hate cats, I'm gonna kill them all. Yeah. Which is very, like, it's a fucking episode of Heathcliff, everybody. Does that mean he hates Tiger's Eye? Who is a tiger? Maybe I mean, human? they don't really seem to get along. I mean, everybody hates Tiger's Eye. Yeah, well, we sure. hate him. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Okay, fair enough. Then there's some confusion over uh, Usagi saying, well, then she's a fish fairy, and everybody going, that's, you're it's an unfortunate. idiot. It's not a thing. 
Uh, I do like Makoto going, maybe we're all taking this too seriously, <laughs> which they are simultaneously, they are and are not. But then then somebody says, hey, Chibi said she disappeared right before her eyes. And I'm like, wait, she did? Like, it, I thought she got up and ran away. <laughs> like, yeah. I do not remember it that way, but all right. Yeah, Chibi said she backflipped through a fire hoop and disappeared. <laughs> like, <laughs> And that is when... The girls actually become interested because then Ray sees a picture of this guy and is like, is this the guy? And then everybody's like, oh, my God, he's so good looking. And I am like, no, he's not. Is he, though? (laughs) Why do people keep finding this guy attractive? He's very regular. (laughs) He's worse than regular. They find him attractive enough to, like, fight over And this makes no sense to me. <laughs> he is not that good looking. There's there's not even like a pattern of guys like this attracting a lot of female attention in this show. Like no. it, it, it'd be one thing if there was like if they seem to have a type, or even if like Sailor Jupiter was like, Oh, it reminds me of my old boyfriend or, or whatever, right. but there's none of that. He's just a regular guy. We have talked about how there's so many episodes of the show about like, oh, you know, she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. And it's like all of the girls on the show are drawn to essentially look the same. Mm-hmm. Like they, there is an equal level of beauty spread out among them. I do think like you could definitely create a hierarchy of like Memo at the top, <laughs> the Motoki. Oh. And like Umino at the bottom. A, yeah, like a big gap. And then Greg. <laughs> And then this guy, and then Amino. Whoa, you'd put him below. Uh, I, I guess. I guess that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, I mean, because like at least like Greg's not wearing that shirt. <laughs> it's true. So, so then we cut to a scene of uh, Fish Eye making Tiger's Eye and Hawk's Eye uncomfortably aroused. <laughs> 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 So Fisheye is putting on some makeup in the bar, right? Is that is that where we're going? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, then yeah. we cut to the forest. Mm-hmm. We just you know we just cut to yeah. the forest. Oh, we're just, that's I, all, that's how we're gonna stop. In yeah. the words of Carly Rae Jepsen, I want to cut to the forest. <laughs> is that a thing? All right, no, it's it's cut to the feeling, but oh, gotcha. it's fine. Uh, so everybody, everybody has just gathered up to go look at this <laughs> extremely attractive garden variety man. He doesn't know them. They're just going to like, what do no. they think is going to happen? They're just going to like burst in on his date and just be like, hey. Yeah. We're going to hang out is now. Your, is, your, is your lover human? <laughs> <laughs> um, and they do two, two things. One that makes them jerks and one that makes them dumb. Uh, the thing that makes them jerks is they have ditched Usagi and Chibi because Usagi overslept. Okay. Come on. Come on, Ray. I understand that. You like to punish Usagi when she screws up, but come on. These these two episodes that, that, that I watched this morning, like this one and the next one, it is they have reverted so hard on Ray's character. Like she is back to like early season one Ray. No, I in mean a very she's frustrating not way. Quite that bad, but she's she she gets very frustrated with Usagi and is being, she likes to be mean to Usagi again. But the other thing they did, the thing that makes them really dumb is they put mina in charge of the map that was not a good idea <laughs> yeah 
Like, what part of Mina and everything she's ever done? I mean, I guess being Sailor V might make you think she's competent at things. Because she was for a while there. I don't yeah. know what happened. It's that, it's that you know, um, one ninja is an unstoppable uh uh killing machine yes but but 12 ninjas are the are, are like four sets of three stooges yeah. like it's that so they are uh wandering around they can't find the lake uh but they're they're gonna keep trying gonna meanwhile be. over at the lake the incredibly shallow lake what is his name again kitakata kitakata, yeah. kitakata is splashing with his mystery fairy lady they're frolicking yeah they're this is full on frolic, I think. They're both go- oh hey uh Chris. Yeah. Do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Do a little uh fashion corner on this totally different look at <laughs> Kitakata. Oh, um well he's the exact same. <laughs> he's wearing the he's same clothes. Still wearing his one set of clothes. Bar Simpson <laughs> style. He doesn't look any different in any bit. He's smiling a little more. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> so anyway, they're they're frolicking, as you said, yes. Yeah, they're frolicking. And they do the uh they do the classic frolic move of uh falling down on top of each other. They have a psychic conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I I think that's supposed to be a conversation that they are having while the frolicking is going on yeah except that they, we don't see their mouths moving and everything is happening in slow motion it's fine the, the conversation is him being like are you really a fairy and her going i'll tell you if you catch me and, <laughs> and then like you said they fall down on top of each other that, he catches that her. is that is fake court rules <laughs> also do not eat anything or make any promises <laughs> Yeah, he catches her, he falls on top of her, and then he's like holding her down in a pleasant way. And she, and I'm sorry, again, he, oh, this is so complicated. He's holding him down in a pleasant way. Kitakata's holding Fisheye down. And Fisheye's all like, oh. And and then he's like, you promise you'll tell me. And then Fisheye's like, okay, but first I want you to tell me about your dream. (laughs) Kitakata also says, I've already told my parents back home about you. I want to know what that conversation was. <laughs> hey, mom. Hey, dad. Uh, great news. Uh, I met someone. I think it might be a for real fairy. Well, that's uh, that's impossible, son. There's no such thing as fairies. I mean, no, I'm pretty sure. I, well, I'm pretty sure. Son, don't go making any rash decisions because. Mm, well, I'm uh, I'm look, I'm late for my frolicking. <laughs> So uh, I'll, t- I'll let you know how it goes, but I'm definitely going to marry this person no. and then be swept off uh, to to the wild lands. So <laughs> Fisheye goes, tell me your dream. Now, this is interesting to me because, as you said, why is this lasting so long? And I guess this is the goal. The goal here is, hey, maybe I don't need to do one, two, three mirror. I can just ask, what is your dream? And if he's sounds convincing enough that's good enough for me like maybe he'll say i dream about pegasus and then well what then i presume they would still do one two three but i guess not maybe not i don't know no idea no idea what the real plan here is so this is where things get crazy (laughs) oh oh, really yes (laughs) it's here well this is where okay okay let me put it this way this is where i went crazy okay because again we've been talking you know the amazon trio are a bunch of scumbags and I've been believing that through this entire episode and being like, oh, my God, what are they doing? Um, 
Fisheye's like, yeah, I want to see that dream. And, and that's when he says, yeah, you know, I'll show you my dream. I, I've told my parents about you. And I was thinking, you know, uh, here's what I was thinking. We should get married. And then he looks down and sees that Fisheye has fallen on a flower and mm-hmm. broken a flower stem. And then, okay, so then crazy thing. So that's weird reaction number one is he freaks out about that. Weird reaction number two is Fisheye going, oh, I broke a flower on my dress. I'm going to have to have this dress cleaned. What? Okay. The, that, the wait, flower that, bled on you? Like that's a weird reaction. They've been frolicking in a pond. They've been rolling yeah. around in grass. If this is the right. thing that ruins the dress, then like, I don't even know. I don't even know. And then Kitakata go, is like, what the fuck? <laughs> this woman cares more about her dress than she does about a flower. And remember that conversation I had with that little girl where we said that a fairy would be friends with a flower. This lady's not a fucking fairy. <laughs> I just proposed to this lady. I am out of here. Look at you. You fucking killed this flower lady. This is a mistake. I'm out of here. And that's when I wrote down, fuck this guy. <laughs> because this guy is a fucking asshole. Oh my God. He's frolicking with this lady for days. But it's all because of this fucking delusion he had that she's a fairy. I hate this guy so much now. It, it really is a, 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 a John Green book. Isn't it? <laughs> like it's fucking mental. There was nothing you liked about this woman except the thing you had in your fucking head that she was a fairy. Then you're awful. You're an awful, awful human being. I mean, look, you're you are in no way wrong. <laughs> no, I agree. This. I'm right there with you. I, that, and that's why I said that Fisheye was not the character that made me most upset. Until this moment, I was like, this guy was a loser, and I was like, not that into him, but like, whatever. He's just a guy. And then this happened, and I was just like, oh my fucking god! What is wrong with yeah, you? Well, look, to, to be entirely fair, <laughs> he has multiple times asked Fisheye if he is a fairy. Yes, but I assumed and that... He's going, mm, I don't know. I assumed that... Like a person with a, a, a half a brain that eventually when she would. Okay. Imagine let's, let's take fisheye out of the equation. Let's take the Amazon okay. trio and all of that out of the equation. Right. Okay. So this is not a person right. seducing him and lying to him. Just a world where he meets this, you know, sprightly <laughs> woman who is running around and he, she's like, are you a fairy? And she's like, because she likes fairies too. And she's like, blah, blah, blah. Eventually I feel like she would go, no, obviously I'm not actually a fairy, but like we've had some good times, right? Let's go on a date to a malt shop as well. And he would go, yeah, yeah. You go know to a chocolate buffet. Yes, exactly. He would go, yeah, okay. I understand. Fairies aren't fucking real, and you are, and the good times we've had are real. This could still work. <laughs> but no, that is not what this guy is about. <laughs> Uh, no, Jordan, like, I mean, I hate, like, I hate to take a side, but no, Jordan, <laughs> that's not what he's about in a very real sense. Well, that is not what he's about. If we are to take him at his word, and I don't know if we are, and we, uh, I know you didn't take him at his word earlier in the episode, but if we take him at his word, he never thought about marrying a fairy until Chibi bro- brought it up. So Chibi broke this man. <laughs> Chibi. It's her fault. <laughs> she did fault. this. She ruined him. <laughs> For all women. <laughs> no, no, no. Let, let's not pin this guy's shittiness 
on this on this little girl like i think this guy must have been shitty to start with it's the only yeah. way yeah you're probably right the shittiness was there inside him all along I could not believe this happened. I couldn't believe he was just like, I'm walking away. Oh, this has all been a mistake. I'm walking away. Like, again, it wasn't even like, even if he was that dumb as to believe in fairies, on some level, I would think maybe he would go, oh, I'm disappointed. But again, she's still a beautiful woman. We've still been hanging out for days in my same clothes and her same clothes <laughs> running around this lake. Like there's something there other than the shitty thing that I made up. And the answer is no. Okay. 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 In the interest. Oh no. Of being completely fair. Oh God. To characters that do not deserve it. <sighs> he also really likes flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone is not concerned about a flower. It's another one of those. He moves in botanical circles. Jordan. Well, actually, hang on though. Like, wouldn't this guy? If this guy met like Tuxedo Mask, wouldn't he be like, "You fucking like monster. You murderer! <laughs> How dare you!" It's a real, it's a real poison ivy. Uh, but yeah, like the fact that she is not concerned about the fate of this flower, <laughs> the fate it, of the flower, it speaks to a cruelty. Oh Jesus Christ! All right, I mean, look, I. Again, I'm just being as fair as possible. Yep, you're on Kita uh, side. I get it. No, I look. I'm on no one's side in this. This is this is alien versus predator for me. Also, to, to be fair to characters who don't deserve it, like Fisheye is a bad person. So oh, totally. you know, it's not like he yeah. was getting the wrong idea. Maybe he was getting some vibes. Yeah, the I mean, whole yeah, time. again, because Fisheye didn't just not care. Like, because it would be, I guess it would be one thing if Fisheye was like, it's a flower. What's the big deal? But <laughs> instead, Fisheye was like, oh, my dry cleaning bill. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so again, you're already rolling around in grass. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Those grass stains are going to be, are going to do way more damage than like. It's a white dress. A tiny <laughs> broken flower. Oh, my God. Like, that dress should be ruined already. So Fisheye snaps fingers, turns back into traditional Fisheye. Yeah. One, One, two, three. three. Mirror comes out. Uh, it's Hey, guess what? What? It's not It's not a whole lot better when it's a guy. Just so you know. And guess what? Uh, creeping on Romance runs in the family. <laughs> <laughs> it, as it always does. Because there's Usagi and Chibi watching them through the from the bushes. Here's my question. Why do the whole bit about them oversleeping if they're just going to show up before everyone else anyway? Um, well, well, so so you can get rid of the scouts, so you don't have to have the scouts there. Then why? Then why even have like why even involve them? Why write them in and then write them out? I guess that's a good question. Yeah, you, you I'm shouldn't not sure have bothered. That there's a good answer to that question. Yeah. No, I'm I'm just a I'm just a simple North Carolina comic book writer. <laughs> But I feel like that is weird and unnecessary. Yeah, they should have just not had them in it. She could have just told Usagi about it, and we could have had no scouts. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we get Moon's double transformation. You know how it goes. Here's a little speech. And then Head goes into the mirror. Shook uh, you. Yeah. Uh, and then we get like we get a monster. But I mean, do, do we really even need a monster? <laughs> like, is this not gilding the horrible, horrible Lily at this point? First male Lemur, or whatever you want to call yeah, it. This is this is the first uh, dude-coated monster we have seen in in quite some time. But yeah, he is a uh, tightrope walker. They're going with the circus theme for real this time. 
uh, Tsunawataro is his name. And I, I like that all the monsters are, are circus themed. I think that is a good idea. Uh, why have circus bad guys if you're not going to do it? Uh, so he forces Sailor Moon to get on a tightrope. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to fight her on a tightrope. But like his tactic is to like stress her out. Yes, yes. By doing good <laughs> tricks. He's not even going to hit her or swing at her. He's just going to do tricks so that she goes, well, watch out. <laughs> Which like is un- like, I know that they don't watch the show. But they fought Sailor Moon before. They yeah. should probably be like, yeah, just put her on a tightrope. She will die. <laughs> she, she, like, give her maybe 30 seconds. She will be dead. And while he's like, tightrope tricking, all of a sudden, some awful human being has killed a rose. <laughs> some flower murderer. And thrown it at him. It is Tuxedo Mask. It is. That makes the monster fall, which actually also makes Sailor Moon fall. But thankfully, Tuxedo Mask catches him. Or her, I mean. Sorry. Jesus, I'm fucking up all the pronouns now. <laughs> Tuxedo Mask catches Sailor Moon and then goes, uh, now he has to remind Chibi as well. Chibi, call Pegasus. Yeah. <laughs> Not now, Chibi. <laughs> and then Chibi does it. Now Sailor and Moon. Now Sailor Moon. And then Sailor Moon does it. And the monster dies. Like, it was, it was a real quick monster fight. Yeah, they didn't waste any time. Very inconsequential. Uh, hey, Moon Gorgeous Meditation, easily best part of this episode. Oh, no. It is an attack animation that super rules I'm still. I'm sick of it. It's too long. How dare it's you? Too long. What? It's so good. It's extremely good. And you're wrong. And I <laughs> Wow. Well, so, so, so the guy wakes up and he's like, where's the fairy? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a, what a dipshit. <laughs> and they're like, there was no fairy. You never fucking, you had a dream. And he's like, no, I definitely saw a fairy. I saw a fairy with a bell called Pegasus and another fairy on a tightrope and a fairy this and a fairy that. And they're like, okay. All right. Anyway. Okay, buddy. Hey, what happened to the other scouts? They are lost in the woods and will never be seen again. <laughs> yep. That's it's weird how this is how the show ends. They die alone in the forest. Oh, by the way, so speaking of which, Mina looking at the map goes, I think we took a wrong path. And they're all like, What? In the original dub, I kind of prefer this. Mina goes, I think this map is for a different park. That's very funny. It, it's for uh, it's good. for Maxfield Stanton Park. <laughs> yeah. That's why they're lost. This is right here, time travel bonds. The end. Ugh, so that's our episode. Now it's time for us to talk about what we learned <laughs> in this episode. Yeah, I agree. Emily, we will start with you. What did you learn from uh, this episode of Sailor Moon? I learned that um, it's totally cool if you've never met a person to go and uh, just kind of force your way into their date. Absolutely true. I've learned that that's totally cool. Just do that. It's fine. Just drop on in. Yeah. No one cares. It's fine. Yeah. Jordan, how about you? What did you learn? I learned the most important factor in considering marriage is uh, that they are a thing that is in your head and that you've seen (laughs) no evidence of in the real world. Uh, I learned that if someone asks you if you're some sort of supernatural creature, just shrug and giggle. (laughs) Sailor business says. (laughs) If someone asks you if you're a fairy, you say yes. That is what I learned from Ghostbusters, except not quite. Yeah, no. But that's not what happens in this episode. Okay, so... um. Not a fan of this one. 
uh, I don't think. Oh, God, it was a mess. It's rough. It is. It's a rough watch, and it's also very rough to discuss. Um, and, and I would like if you have uh, thoughts on uh, the the gender stuff that's going on in here. Like, get in touch. Um, I think maybe we could do like a whole chibi sode about like gender stuff in Sailor Moon. But if you are interested in having that discussion, or if you're interested in hearing that discussion, like d- definitely get in touch. Oh yeah, I mean, like, um, listen, we could do that, but we definitely need. An expert. Oh no, it's not going to be you and me doing <laughs> okay, the talking good. on that one, my man. I think we, because you and uh, I could yeah. probably settle it, but we should bring in somebody else just for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, who who knows better about gender politics than two straight white guys? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like that, and it, honestly, like if if we seemed ill-equipped to discuss this episode, like I apologize to that for that, but. Uh, it's a it's a tough one for us to discuss and also not good, like separating it completely from the, the dodgy gender politics of the episode. Not compelling. Uh, everybody's acting weird. Like Pegasus should be like, hey, you up? What you got there? <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> like, that's weird. Uh, the guy being like, hey, I'm 100 percent sure fairies are real. Although I guess that's not that weird because this is a world where ghosts and reincarnated moon princesses and talking cats are real <sighs> so we don't necessarily know he's wrong about that and like and like we said maybe fiore and helen and Anne are fairies we it's hard to tell yeah <laughs> gosh i mean it, it, as an episode it is all over the map uh emily any final thoughts on the on the up well i guess uh to kind of go back to the gender politics thing a conclusion that like when I was watching this with my friends, a conclusion that we kind of drew as a group was uh, that it was really disappointing that the show didn't seem to be very sympathetic to uh, like anyone who is assigned male at birth and presenting mm. differently. Um, and that's a real shame because like you look at uh, Sailor Uranus and the show's just like, hey, you know, you you can present however you want and you're going to be like super cool and super hot and everyone's going to like you. And then meanwhile, there's this and it, it's just it's disappointing. And it's also really strange that it's so all over the map. But I'm I'm not the best person to really go super into this. And if y'all if y'all did a chibi sode about this and like brought some folks on who are more experienced i would i would love to listen to that yeah i would i would be very interested in in having that discussion uh i i think this is also a flaw of me not having seen any of these episodes before uh i didn't know what i was gonna be getting into when i woke up this morning except for that we have people like when i was complaining about the last couple episodes people just going wait that's the only is the only warning I've been getting. I mean, I I didn't know for real because again, I when I watched the series entirely before I watched the dub, so I thought Fisheye was a lady uh, until we started rewatching, and then I was like, oh, hang on, what's what's going on? Okay, yeah. So uh, for all these reasons, uh, I would say this one's probably pretty skippable. Uh, if you're like, if you're into it, like just like just not a compelling plot in general i I think is is the biggest problem for me yeah so that's i think that's gonna do it uh for 
this week's episode. Uh, Emily, before we get out of here, can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Sure thing. Uh, y'all can find me on Twitter at uh, Emily E. Mayo, and that is spelled M-E-O. It's a weird Italian name. So just Twitter at Emily E. Mayo. I usually tweet about game audio, uh, but it'll be like with Sailor Moon GIFs. So, you know, very, very relevant. Um, you could also check out some of my work at emilyemayo.com. It doesn't have a list of games I worked on yet, but um, that'll get up there soon. But, you know, you can listen to my demo. See if you like it. <laughs> Actually, my, my Sailor Moon clip is on my website, too. It's, oh, it's yeah. a little... It's a little dated. Um, I, if I could like just go back and like remix and re-record a few things, I would, but I can't. It's it's just there forever. But y'all could totally watch it. Cool. All right, and Jordan, where can everybody find us? Uh, you can find our show on Twitter at Sailor Business uh, or on SailorBusiness.com. You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. He does so many podcasts. So many. He does one called Spectre. He does one called Pokemon World Tour, Pokemon World Tour United, uh, The Cool Kids Table, Kingdom Smarts, The Morphin Grid. I I think we forgot to mention that one last time. Uh, Hard Reboot. How many podcasts can one man do? It's like seven. It's like he's got like seven. So it's one a day. And does that count ours? No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it just counts the ones he appears on. Wow. So you can find me by going to the-isb.com. That's B as in Bishoji Senshi Sailor Moon. And you will find links there to everything that I write online, all of the uh, columns that I write, and comic books that you can get online or at your favorite local comic book store. Yeah. That's going to do it. We are going to be back next week for episode 138 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Drive to the Heavens, the Dream Car Fueled with Love, Tokyo Drift. (laughs) (laughs) And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. I was just thinking of a couple of the girls. Their dreams were so beautiful, and so were they. You couldn't score one mm-hmm. of them, could you? Mm-hmm. That's not true. If I'd have had more time, I'd have had record score. You had more than enough time. <laughs>